Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I am unashamed. What about you? Well, everybody was at the beach, Ed. What'd you do? You had the summer. Well, y'all all headed to the beach, and that left me by myself, me and the dogs, you know, minus Bobo because the UPS truck run over him. Yeah. So he's gone. Mom showed me a sympathy card she got today from the animal hospital that yeah. used to take care of him. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. They just sent her like a sorry for your loss card. So we're, we're bouncing back and we're getting two of the same breed of dog that Bobo was. Oh, so Bobo is Bacteria. replaced by two dogs. This is this is Bobo about number six. Yeah. So this seven. is weird. You've moved. You've now entered a, an area where you're just going to go ahead and get the replacement right off the bat. That's right. You got two chances. Bobo may disappear for a week or two, then, but you get another one. Call him Bobo, and <laughs> Bobo's always there. After a couple of weeks, you don't even remember. Yeah. They, so there'll be a Bobo as long as Miss K's alive. So what are you going to, are you getting a male and a female? Or was, I told them just get a male to replace Bobo, but, you know, they, she they wanted women, to. women got together. Yeah, yeah, I got to. No, it was probably one of them. You can buy two. <laughs> you can buy two. For 700 or the one That's for right. 500. That's right. <laughs> then so you have a Y'all all went to the beach. Y'all left just <laughs> me and the dogs. <laughs> but you don't have the puppies yet, right? They're just. No, they're coming in. got to wait to be weaned. Oh, That's days. exciting. Yeah. All right, well, Ten congratulations. We will have Bobo's replacement. And, they got and you're just going to call him Bobo. But what about the Bobo. female? With the female. Boo-boo? They, they decided to call her BB. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. Bobo and BB. Bobo and BB. Because they're like little twins. Everybody all coming back together, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, so, dogs, you can, you can uh, what's going to happen to the human race is they'll be resurrected from the dead and live forever. With or without the dogs, I'm not quite sure. But. While you're on the earth, you, you never run out of your favorite dog. I you just so. replace him with another. Well, I wondered if y'all would ever get to the time and age where you just said, you know what, I guess we're done. <laughs> wow, they went the opposite. They <laughs> doubled down. Y'all doubled down. <laughs> when I find Miss K, if she's died of some diagnosis, somebody missed it or whatever, trust me when I tell you, the dog will be with her. <laughs> That's right. Well, I because our thing is we like my our lifestyle can't support having dogs because we can't take we're we're on the road too much. She said every day I, I think I about Bobo. That, yeah, yeah day, you know. Yeah, she she well, loves when, that dog. When all your kids leave, I, I think it's good. To yeah, have that's the age yeah. where this this the man's Which, best friend. By the way, breaking news: I just spent a week with you know our whole family. And do you know what they were calling me like every time I would get my grandchild? J-Rock. So, it, so this this whole thing about no, you know, Missy was on here. Wolf McQuaid. Yeah, we will never. That will never be your name. That's the dumbest idea ever. And she's like, you want to see J-Rock? I was like. Oh. I, I didn't want to draw attention to it, <laughs> but I thought when you make baby talk, you're in. That's it. They're making baby talk, and I, you know, they were. I was going to be Paul Paul or something. All of y'all were standing on the beach, and I, I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't realize it was that many coming out of this one family structure. I was surprised at, at the amount of individuals that are in there. It is amazing the, how those kids changed so much like because zach's family was with us yep for a day or two and like his kids i just hadn't realized i hadn't seen them in a They're couple years i see him all the time but i don't see the kids and i was like right. now who are you <clears throat> it's like i'm fred <laughs> <laughs> well i've noticed the same thing in mine i say which one is that one and miss k at that i'm like Boy, well now now you've got all the boyfriends 
you know, girlfriend. Now it's not just the because yeah, we got a bunch of teenagers. Well, I, age. So they're well, all there too. I saw Jep's son, River. Yeah, I saw him. We were in Austin, you know, and yeah. I saw him, and I was like, "River, how you doing?" He's like, "I'm doing well." What <laughs> yeah. things have changed in the last few months? <laughs> what your voice went about? And he's got him on one of them little paper mustaches. Yeah, I you said, know. "Okay, welcome aboard, bud." <laughs> well, yeah, I tell a you what, struggle, a pretty good struggle with one of the adoptees, but uh. Uh, within that structure, but it's amazing that all of them, all of the ones I was looking at, the ro- upcoming Robertsons, uh, most of them have been pretty solid. Yeah, a few bumps and bruises. Yeah. You know, I had a flashback yesterday, Dad, because so I'm, I'm Carly is I'm supposed to drop her somewhere, and then so she's like, well, I'm I'm taking my driver's test today to get my license, my driver's license. Can I drive your truck? I'm like, yep. Let's do it. You know, we'll do a little practice where you got to go do it for real. So she's driving me over there where we almost made it because I dropped her at L&M. I almost made it to the parking lot at Harvest Food right across from the mill, which is on the way out here. And I had this flashback because she's driving me. She's 16. I still remember the day you and I were coming from somewhere and you pulled over in the parking lot there. Back then it was Safeway. And I'm 14, and which you could get a license back then at 15. And so you just got out and walked around. You didn't even tell me what we were doing. And and you were like, all right, it's time to it's time to drive. Let's see what you got. Of course, it was one of those column shift you yeah. know, Chevrolets. So I bucked it about twice and killed it and then finally got going down the, the highway. But that was the first time I'd ever driven. I was 14 yep. and you were there. And then I thought, now flash forward, I'm with my granddaughter – yeah. Granddaughter, not son. Yeah, and uh, who's sixteen, and she's driving my truck right there in the same, almost the same look. For all the people who speak negatively about the nuclear family, they call it. I don't know where they got the nuclear from, but the patriarchal system. You know, you know, grandpa, great grandpa, grandpa, mamma, all the way down throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. For someone to say that's not the way to go. They 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 living in fantasy land. Well, I, my deal is, oh. how's it working for us? Yeah. To not have it. And how by do the you way, even <laughs> come up with the idea that that's not the way to go? That's how we. That's where how we're here. Exactly, and been doing it for all of human history. I mean, outside of the Bible, part of throughout it. throughout the Old Testament. I mean, all well, of human history. Oh yeah. So, and by the way, <clears throat> you bring up an interesting point, Dad, because they call it. In, in trying to be negative about it, a patriarchal system, like, oh, man, bad. But it's patriarchal, matriarchal. That's I right. I mean, our wives, our moms, you know, our daughters are, are at the forefront of everything we do. Yeah. We're all about equality. We, we were doing Kay equal rights a, for women way before it became popular to talk about yeah, it. Your mother had, does an does a outstanding job of being with her grandchildren, granddaughters. Oh, yeah. Teaching them. You know what I'm saying? All the time. Instructing them. My grandkids come in, they ask me a question. I'm like, that's a ma'am question. Like, I, you're, you're out of my realm. I, go talk to your ma'am about that. Because, yep. you know, can I spend the night? That's a ma'am question. I mean, Lisa totally is the matriarch of our home. Yep. You know, for three generations. So, but that was kind of funny, the, the flash. How did you, how did dad do for you? How did you learn how to drive? Did, did you... I just can't believe after listening to these, I was listening to teenagers the other night because now they have this, the laws change, I wasn't aware, that you go through a system. You go up there. Oh, yeah, big time. And uh, what it's like, you know, you see the little student driving. So it's driver's ed. Driver's ed is like mandatory. Yeah. Because when I was 15, I mean, I went up there, took a test, failed it. (laughs) They said... (laughs) Come back. So I wait. They got to wait. You know, two, Jess, that two test weeks. wasn't that hard. I mean, no, it wasn't, but I didn't. So two weeks later, two weeks now, I go back up, passed by, you know, one question. Yeah, yeah. So then I get in the vehicle. We drove around the block, failed it because I went two miles per hour over the speed limit. I was worried about the. I, I took my driver's test on a standard on the column. Do you remember how old you were? So, how old was it for you? Was it like May 15? Yeah, me oh, too. So I, two weeks again. Here's what's crazy I didn't have <laughs> Go to read. Go on, practice, and then come back. Uh, yeah, you would think I wouldn't have to take retake the written test. Nope, I had to take it again. And here's what's funny 
Made the it. same score. No, I barely passed by one. So I was like, what about these five answers that I'm getting wrong continually? Shouldn't that be a red flag? So I take the driver's Because whatever you're doing in that one is danger, danger, you know. Well, and uh, so that's why when I passed the test this time, because I mean, I just went 10 miles an hour. I was like, I, and we go too There's blocks. no law against going too slow. And they said, here you go. I mean, you're. Yeah. You're now qualified, but now as I look back on that, that was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, the new system's probably better. So, yeah, she had to go for a period of time. She had to go drive with these people. And then you now you have to wait a certain amount of time. Like, you can't just, once you do that, I'm going to go get my license. Even if you're the right age, yeah. there's got to be a like a six-month period of time where you're supposed to be practicing yeah, at back home. Back when you were a young buck, you pulled up there one day. I sat there tying up a hoop net, working on the hoop net, and you pulled up, and the whole right-hand side of a, a vehicle we got off Miss Kay's grandmother. Yeah, that's right, that old the blue The whole Ford. right side was just sheared off. <laughs> and I looked at that thing. I said, look like you got into something there. And you said, yeah, UPS truck. I said, you hit the UPS truck? I said, yeah, right up here on that second curve, you know, yep, that real sharp Right there, curve. Judge Harrison's, yeah. I said, yeah, that's what happened. I said, you stopped me. Talk it over on whose fault it was. He said, nah. <laughs> no, we nah, did. No, nah, we. No, here's what happened, Dad. So <laughs> it was late in the afternoon. I was coming home from school. And what happens is that that's a hairpin deal. It's real narrow right there. Mm -hmm. And so we just met. But the problem is for me, like, I couldn't, you know, the sun is just right there in my eyes. So all of a sudden when I see him, it's too late. So we both swerved out, but we just sideswiped. Well, this guy. I mean, it was obvious to me that it wasn't his fault or my fault. It was just a bad luck well, situation. the road is a one-lane road. Exactly. For all so, look, this guy's like, no, you know, and I guess because his job's on the line, he, he goes in because he yeah. has the same blue streak on his truck. So he's like, we got to call the police. I was like, okay. And so he calls, and the state police, a state policeman came all over. We were just sitting there. took, you know, 30 minutes for one to get out of here. And the state police comes up, looks at it. He's like, no fault. Yeah, like, you why, need a bigger road. Yeah, why did you call me? <laughs> and he, he was like, well, I mean, because yeah, the UPS guy was blaming it on me. Like, you know, well, this guy, because I was young. I mean, a 16-year-old kid. He didn't know what he's doing. Then the, the cop looks at it and says, no matter how old he was, you meet in the middle of this one right here, you're going to sideswipe somebody. So no yeah, fault. Was we just a, went on. Yeah, so that was, was the deal. Curve. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. But I, it's, you understand, because I'm sure those guys, they probably, if they have an accident, it could be their job. Yeah, because you know, I'm sure they got safety protocols and all that. If you'd so. have been lallygagging around, drunk or drunk. Well, drunk. I didn't say if it had been a couple of years later, they may have had a case. But yep. that's where I got into. Well, the number one thing Missy gets on to me is about my driving because, like, you know, she's made such a big deal about the lack of education I had because she went through the driver's ed and all that, and she didn't have to. That was voluntary. But her parents, you know, made her. I mean, yeah. she's like she drove with like assisted someone sitting there for over a year. I mean, <laughs> so they were so, worse than Well, this. it did something to her. It made her be an expert driver. <laughs> so, every time I do something, she's like, "Oh, I forgot you don't you didn't take driver's ed." Yeah. I was like, "No, you didn't forget that cuz you bring that up every trip for the last 30 years." <laughs> you know? It's just a little barb. So, in here's the way I do it now. Which she doesn't realize I'm kidding. I'm wondering one day when it finally dawns on her. So every time I pull up to a four-way stop, I say, all right, what do I do here? And she just like, oh, I forgot you didn't take driver's ed. But I ask her every, every time, time I pull up to a four-way stop. She's like, and she'll start explaining it to me. I was like, just tell me when to go. <laughs> <laughs> and she's thinking literally every like it's like boy you talk about dance i mean works, every it, it it just infuriates her you know and i'm like i do it every time your I mother has a driver now she she i said get her yeah, out of you should have made that decision 10 oh, years I said, ago get out get out get her keep her out of the car no more well, i make everybody her. mad because i think once i get, saw someone she was coming she's like, cleaned out every why, why would they put Look. a post right in the middle of the walmart parking lot <laughs> I said this before. Once you retire, I think you should no longer be able to drive. Because I think it'd be good for the economy. You have to hire a driver mm -hmm. or they they get one for you. Yeah. Or, you know, send a bus, whatever. <laughs> because when you really look on the roads, you have people who are just rebellion, breaking all the laws. And then you have older people driving way too slow in the fast lanes. That's true. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break. 
So, Dad, I know you're famous for not using a cell phone. It's it's kind of one of your claims to fame. And uh, sometimes I didn't do it to to be fame. I just said <laughs> you don't like it. I just said, what am I missing? Because it seemed like a lot of stir over nothing. A lot of stir. If but if you were to get a phone, you would probably be interested in get one from one of our sponsors, Patriot Mobile. Uh, they're America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies that kind of fight back in the culture war. Good for them. Which is a good thing, exactly. Uh, You get the same uh, great service as you would from any nationwide coverage of any of the major carriers with these guys. Plus, you get the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempts to silence you. And there is a lot of that going on as well. Yep. Uh, They have plans, Patriot Mobile does, to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team provides excellent provides excellent customer support. They share our values, and they also love veterans and first responders and offer them discounts. So check these guys out, patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Use the uh, offer code Phil for free activation. And remember, veterans and first responders are saving even more when you switch. patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Dad, you know how I knew mom needed to now have a driver? I happened to get behind her going to town a few months ago. She never, so from here to town, I'm at 20 something miles. She was never in the lane. That's correct. 20 miles. Now, luckily, she spent most of it in the shoulder and not across the middle line. But when I was driving, I was like, She's she's not in the like her. She was always a little out, and sometimes she was on the whole shoulder. And I was like, "Mom, I think it may be." Time. Yeah, one of the deputies I mean, told me he said, "Get her out of the vehicle. Keep her out of the vehicle." <laughs> yeah. he said, I got, got behind her, and he said she was all over the. Oh, she, I, the it would have looked like she a drug said. Well, person. the reason I'm over on the right right hand side is I don't want to hit somebody too hit, close to the other. Yeah. And he said, well, it's wide enough. You don't have to be in the ditch all the time. Well, and to get back to my point, people say, well, you can't, people can't afford a driver. Or whatever. But that's what family's for. You, you, I just think you got to step in and do something because it's a problem. It does get One dangerous. of the sisters now does all the driving. Yeah, and it's well, a lot better. We're all happier for it. Well, enough yeah. of this nonsense. Enough of nonsense. So, so, all right, I got it. So I'm going to test y'all's short-term memory. Because from the audience's perspective, it's been a, a couple of days, but we were just here yesterday with one Mr. Larry Bowles. Um, that was good. I, uh, we did two in a row. So so hands, let's see who remembers the acronym. Well, it was Honors of God. Honors of God. Attrib- honors that only belong to God. Attributes of God. Attributes of God. Names of God. Names of God. Uh, deeds of God, seed of God. I remember that. That's pretty good. Off the top of my head. I didn't know you. I know. Well, because when I was coming out here today, I thought, can I remember that? And I did. I was like, yeah, I remember. So, which is good for the audience because you go through that a few times, but look, those were, those were great because he, he, he's got the idea. You know what, you know what I thought after that? Cause Phil brought up, you should have had something in here about time. Yeah. I thought Phil was actually proposing for Larry to put a watch on that hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a, you, you didn't and, tell Bowles that. Bowles never had a watch. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. But you were like, well, yeah, hey, if you, you need could, to work in this hands time. and the watch. But he did under the attributes you of God. You end up as a world on a planet, and you end up, for whatever reason, counting time by one individual who ever lived. You need to check out that individual, see what he's all about. But he did cover that in the attributes of God under the eternal. Yeah. Or I think yeah. he had immutable. immutable yeah. yeah. Eternal. Didn't he have that? Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. 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 So it was covered. Which he, when he talked about omniscient, uh, omnipotent, those words, we I've always added that fourth one. He did too. Is eternal, and he just went through it about he's he can't he wasn't created he yeah, has no present. end. I'm the present. Yeah, I'm the present. Yeah, and since we we were gonna wait till next week, we're we're all have a lot of uh, trips in the next two or three weeks. I have the show coming out, which I don't know it may be out by the time this is aired. Could be but in some capacity. So I'll be promoting that. We'll see you a little and, blurb. 
I didn't see it. I couldn't yeah, I find it. I saw it yesterday when I got back. Phil, Phil's the only human that I've met that actually saw a commercial I know. about our show. And I watched uh, Tucker but, last night. You know, you can't. Your mama saw it. it. It just comes up, but but you have to watch. look quick. Oh, okay. It's about 1,001. One, it's about a second and a half. They're oh, just teasing. That's they're it. Just teasing. Duck, yeah. duck treasure is what it said. Yeah, they're just teasing mm-hmm. is what they're doing. So, so, uh, so you and uh, you and Jap will be doing probably the tour. You'll be on. We'll most do of a the little Fox tour, shows. and yeah. uh, so we're trying to. We're cramming a lot of podcasts in a short period of time because we're all going in every direction. Travel, yeah. We were going to wait to get into Hebrews, but after what we talked about the last two podcasts about the deity of Jesus, it's which perfect. I, I, look, I thought it was. I thought Larry did an awesome job. And I know a lot of you out there love Larry. It just And I, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday, but he's going to be coming over working with our church more and uh, doing some teaching. So we're going to try to, I, we're gonna try to get him yeah. on the podcast more so he can kind of be a regular rotator. I think it's a good idea. And look, he's not, we're not, a, we're not he, kicking Zach to the curb, but he's, we're just, he's not a scholar and neither are we for that matter. Right. Uh, you know, every once in a while I see one of these emails or, or letters and people are like, well, you're way off on that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe might, so. Maybe but, Remember we it, said, what's the first thing we always say? I could be wrong. It's on the T-shirt. Yeah, so I'm reminding you of that because when we get into Hebrews, which we're going to give some overview to today, whatever random thoughts you have, Al, we'll, we'll talk about just the overall view of it. Right. I mean, there is some complexity uh, and some cleverness in this in this letter, it, it's it's one of my, my argumentation. It's one of my one. favorite books, uh, no doubt about it, in the New Testament. And and of course, I I've said before. I told you guys how much I love the Old Testament, and so I think that's why I enjoy Hebrews so much is because of its kind of its scope and nature. I think it's kind of I would call it the Romans to me is like the like the if you had a constitution for New Testament Christianity, it'd be the Book of Romans. I mean, Paul makes the case so clearly for Jesus and why we need him and how the how you can. So I think the Hebrew writer, whoever it is, and we'll we'll start there, Jace, is makes the case that if you have a Jewish background, you got to understand everything. And, and what we talked about the last two podcasts, everything that was happened up to now happened to get us to Jesus. And yeah. so I think, you know, because the, the, it, it's a weird book, Jace, because you don't have a, there's no stated author. I have a theory on this. And there's also no stated recipients, which is unusual because most of the New Testament books have that. So what is, I want to well, hear. Well, they put thought. two and two together to come up with Hebrews just because you, the nature you, of it, you yeah. get the idea that these were Jews who were Christians, but they were really struggling you know, I mean, maybe uh, there's what's the verse in ten where it's like, don't don't give up and right. I, I mean, they were really struggling because you got to imagine they were I mean, tending I, to want to go back, you know, to the old ways. I mean, I, when I was in Israel, and they're still doing this, uh, these rituals even today. But there there was some beauty in that from a family perspective, and and even in the ritualistic nature of it, and, and the hierarchy of the of the Jewish leadership, you just, you put two and two together and you realize they were putting some pressure on people who had decided that Jesus is the son of God and and this is it. Right. I mean, they, so, and and I just thought to myself, you know, a lot of times when I was uh, young in the faith, whenever I would hear the people would go back and say, all right, now these were Jewish you know, Christians he was writing to. And I remember thinking, well, what's that got to do with me? I mean, I, I don't apply. I, why do we have to go through the history of that? Right. But I realized in just reading this, we all come from somewhere. And we're all going to have to battle whatever that was that we were comfortable with. Or, or even if you, you were raised in a terrible environment, you're, you're going to have to find a way to Jesus yeah. despite that. But in this case... I mean, I thought it's not it's not unlike today, even in our Western Christian world, people having to overcome the tradition of whatever they come out of. I mean, if it if it's not centered on Jesus, you're in the wrong camp. Now, right. in this case, it, it was a little more difficult for them because this was God's idea right. to choose them as his holy nation. But anyway, I, I have a theory because I read 
a lot of commentaries on what they thought who the writer was. And look, we could sit here. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I literally was shocked at how many different opinions. I There's was a lot. And, and I, I did who the, the recipients were, and the, even the time of the writing. I mean, it was all over the place. So then it hit me. I have a theory on why you don't know who the author is and who the recipients are. Are you ready? I'm ready. You have no idea what I'm thinking. I have no idea. I'm on the edge of my seat. One of the themes and one of the phrases in this letter is in the faith, the faith, faith. And he defines it in Hebrews 11.1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Mm -hmm. So I just think if this was one one of the pillars in this letter, he was requiring you to have a little faith. <laughs> it, he he just didn't spell it out. And I think ultimately the Bible is written by the Holy Spirit of God. God is the author. And so you just don't know. You can't fix your eyes. It's, it's oh. interesting because you, uh, you probably read some of the same commentaries I did that talked about how this book struggled post-first century about where to put it in the canon of Scripture, a lot of people rejected it because it didn't have that, what Jay's described, because it was like, well, this, this can't Oh, be. yeah, I think it wasn't in at first. So so it, really, it, your, your faith theory, which I like that, uh, let's take another break. Well, I know how much uh, fun you guys have shopping for your life insurance, don't you, Jace? Yep. It's, it's, it's an exciting time when you get to Funny. go out there, look for those quotes and find the best insurance. Yes. Um, it's not fun. As we all know, but it is important. Uh, we got our children, parents, sometimes business partners for us to have, you know, be covered properly with our life insurance. Luckily for us, uh, one of our sponsors is a group called Policy Genius. And if you go there, policygenius.com slash feel is what gets you started. You'll be able to compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. So they're going to do the legwork so that you can find the best price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. They don't add extra fees, they don't sell your information to third parties, and they have five and they have thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. So check these guys out. Over 30 million people have shot for insurance. They've saved over $150 billion in coverage. So head to policygenius.com slash field to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. And look, I didn't read that somewhere. I'm on an island with that. But here's why. But your faith theory makes sense because it, it's really the same faith about the whole Bible. We've talked about it. Exactly. That, that the Holy Spirit has brought it along to us. Because you got as many people doubting about the Bible way more 2,000 years later than you did right, right when it was first written in a series of letters. I would just simply say the heart of it from start to finish, he, he goes back to all the all the scriptures in the Old Testament and Bowles yesterday did an outstanding job. And I think the Hebrew writer, he's basically, he starts in the past, you know, God worked with many times, varied way, but in these last days, spoken to us by his son. I think the whole thing of Hebrews is writings about the supremacy and those things that that Bowles that Bowles had on that paper, right? And the names, attributes, the right, the supremacy of Jesus. Yeah. Well, the that's, first that's ten the chapters, opening paragraph, yeah. the gospel is preached. You know, after he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right. Just yeah, that supremacy of Jesus. That first phrase is really Hebrews. The, 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 Hebrews. The, the first is, ten is, chapters is about Jesus is better. That's, that's right. right. That's right. He's just better. Right. I mean, we say supremacy, but he, he says over, and I think you jotted so, that down somewhere. So he, here's, he's just but better. To undo something that people had grown used to and twisted it this way and that way for 1,500 years, to undo that and just get him get him focused on Jesus, that's a pretty good task. Well, that, that's what I was saying. Look, it, it sounds easy from a million miles away, and they're like, what are they thinking? But I mean, get when you're going them. against your family and your heritage yep. and the religious leaders and people you respect, 
I mean, the, can you imagine the persecution? And, and it's not like it's from the world. This is your, this is your family. They're, That's right. We've all Which, seen these communities, even in our modern world, where they they cut themselves off from society. I'm not going to mention any names, but it, it's easy to recognize them. And they do their own thing. Well, when you come up in that culture and you say, "I'm out of here," oh, they they kick you out if you oh, won't embrace right. the ritualistic side of. Uh, and I mean, I don't mean that in a negative light. It's just what they. It's what, what well, they Larry do. mentioned it yesterday. You're <clears throat> labeled. Larry mentioned it yeah. yesterday with the people that they've led to Christ. I mean, they've had to leave their families. To- they've been totally kicked oh. out forever. Oh yeah. I mean, you 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 never go back. No, nope. yeah. and so I mean, you're right, Jase. You remember that? I was. It made me think of that story in John nine when you said that. Remember when the guy is blind, and then and the disciples say, well, "Why is this man blind? Is it you know his sin or is somebody else's?" And Jesus says he was blind to display the power of God, and then he heals him. Well, you remember when the guy's running around? He's so excited, and he's, he goes to his parents. Well, they're scared to death. Because they were had, and then they're interrogated, you know, by the Sanhedrin. Oh, yeah. And then they eventually get kicked. He, they kick the guy out of the synagogue. And you're just like, and all that happened to him was he got healed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he what did he do? He's just sitting there minding his own business. Jesus heals him. And then they're wanting to kick him out because he got healed to, to show you how strong that is. Well, yeah. And look, there, and we're going to make the connection. There's over 100 references to the Old Testament in here in the book of Hebrews. But, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, because a lot of people say, why are we studying this when it was written to these specific people? But we see the similarities yes. just in our life as human beings. Look, we are, we are ritualistic people. Even when I had that prison ministry going, I recognized that some of those people that were in prison, I mean, they're in prison. You would think, well, they all want to get out. No, not some of them. They have become comfortable in that environment. Yeah. And I thought, what are we as human beings when you're in prison locked up from all the other human beings and you're actually fine with it? And I think what proves my point on that is how many people get out of prison only to do something and find themselves right back in. I mean, I, I forgot what the numbers are, but it's high. The recidivism. You remember the you remember the movie Shawshank when They've been in there a long time, and then they got out. First, it was the the older guy, and he's trying to work, and he just can't function. So he he hangs himself, he kills himself, because he's like, I can't live, you know, outside the walls. And so then, old Red, which is Morgan Freeman, he gets out, and he understands what the guy went through, because he's like, he said, once you get used to these walls, you know, that's that's who you are. I think he said at the end, you depend on them. You depend on them. That's exactly right. But I think we do the same thing. A lot in, of them the are happy. World. Are happy with three hots and a cot. That's right. But I think you see that in life, whether it be, you know, to try to carry on your family's legacy, legacy in a negative light. I mean, how many times have you seen that where the family just was a complete breakdown, and then the kids that come up, they do exactly follow the, the same path. the same path. It's just there's there's always a tendency to go back to our roots. And in this case, and in any case without Jesus, there's no there's no answer to life. And and if without Jesus, there's no moral compass. Right. You know, what I found fascinating is he has these arguments about Jesus is better, Jesus is better, but then ever so often he gets into that, you know, there's one place in uh, Hebrews six where he says you know you should by now you should be teachers so these people had been in a while it wasn't like they right. just came to christ and uh but then he said you need to mature so you can distinguish good from evil well what's he saying that for yeah because well later on he starts getting into the specific sins yeah why, why that's a, along the way and it always comes back to that it's like you think your problem is you need to go back to your roots. You're getting this pressure put on by your family. But meanwhile, if your life is not in line with what you know to be right and God's principles, that kind of hurts your theology in that. And, you know, he subtly does that, which I found fascinating. So before we totally leave the concept of authorship, I want to make one point because people will will wonder just to tie that off. I I agree with Jace. It doesn't matter who wrote it. 
Doesn't matter. Or the recipients, because it's the Holy Spirit wrote it. It's who wrote it. But <clears throat> the reason most, well, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people think it's Paul is because of what Paul said about himself in Philippians 3, verse 5, when he's describing himself about, if I had confidence put in the flesh, who more than me? Circumcised on the eighth day, which is the Jewish uh, custom, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to law, a Pharisee. So, I mean, what some people say is, if you're going to have a treatise on you know Jewishness, it'd have to be Paul. But the reason I don't think it is, is this one verse, the, the one that's always got me is Hebrews 2, verse 3. When he, the writer says, how shall we escape if we ignore, ignore such a great salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those yeah. who heard him. So, I mean, Paul claimed in all of his other books that he was the first generation because Jesus spoke directly to him. So I don't think Paul would say that. But Well, I don't either. I read the same argument. I mean, what got me, though, is, Al, you would read this and somebody would say, you know, so it's definitely not Paul, and they use that <laughs> illustration. But then you'd read another one, and right. it says, "Now the best guess is Paul, because <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he, well, the he references the Timothy." You read those last two verses, which well, we always read the last anyway in yeah. chapter thirteen. Well, in thirteen twenty-two, and look, this is nothing more than just to go down this road, which we said doesn't yeah, we really just matter, but he did write 22 through 25. It says, brothers, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for I've written you only a short letter. Which, <laughs> Well, to me, that weeded out Paul That's right. Right, exactly. right there because he wrote uh, Philippians, Colossians, and they were, he would have said, this is just a brief. That's right. This thing is, that's what I'm saying. This is at a Romans level. Hey, yeah. let's, let's take a break. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. So now he was part of the camp. And that's how they get the date uh, when you go down that road, which right. I did. Look, if you want to get into that, you can. But, I mean, don't set yourself up as like, I have to know these details. Because I think some of the point here is if you get so caught up in this. Because right. there's no God chose not to reveal it. Right. Correct. And I know we can't. You know, we can't stand it. But when you think about faith, you're believing in something that's going to be revealed later. Yep. I mean, we believe there's a God, but we haven't seen him. I mean, face to face. Right. But we're like, just just give it time. We'll, he'll be revealed. That's faith. That's, that's what right. faith is. So then he says, greet uh, all your leaders and all God's people, those from Italy, Send you their greeting. So, so it was based in Rome. Yeah. He was writing this in Rome. Now, some people say, well, these were Jews that were in Rome. Yep. But, you know, it seems weird that he would say they send their greetings. Why don't just walk across the street and say, hey. Yeah. No, it's, <clears throat> it had, so I, so my theory is, is my, my first thing is it doesn't matter. The second thing, my theory is it was part of the Paul troop. It could have been Barnabas, could have been Apollos, could have been Luke. I mean, Luke wrote Luke. You'd think it wouldn't be him because he was a Gentile, but I mean, he did a pretty good job of the book of Luke. You know, I mean, Whoever this was was pretty clever because I'm telling you, when you get into the weeds of this book, there are some really clever arguments, and I think some irony that, that we can discuss. I mean, I was going to give kind of an overview. Before we do that, I want to read this because <clears throat> you brought it up. Uh, I went back and jotted them down this morning. So the word better is, it appears 11 times in this book, better. Mm. So Hebrews 6, 9, better things. Hebrews 7, 19, better hope. Hebrews 7, 22, better covenant. Hebrews 8, 6, better promises. Hebrews 9, 23, better sacrifices. Hebrews 10, 34, better possessions. Hebrews 11, 4, better offering. Hebrews eleven sixteen better country. You know, that's what he was talking about, Abraham. Hebrews eleven thirty five a better resurrection, which that'll be interesting when we get there. Hebrews eleven forty <clears throat> God had planned something better for us that only together with us would they be made perfect. Talking about all the people in Hebrews eleven, and then Hebrews twelve twenty four a better word, mm. the sprinkled blood of Jesus over Abel. So that's a lot uh, about better. It's a lot that's about a, better. Well, I, I noticed that too. I mean, I noticed in the list. I didn't see faith, so I brought that up. But I also saw that better. But 
when you think about it, just like every other letter, no matter, and, and I don't think it was Paul because he, he, in every other letter, he signed that it was him. Correct. Well, why didn't he do it here? And you know, one of the reasons why that I <clears throat> read, which makes sense, <clears throat> because Paul was one of the main leaders of the early church and obviously was being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this. The, you know, the the tip, the thought fear for Paul would have been that people would have been writing in, in his name and, and writing false stuff. So he probably was really, that's why he was so careful about making sure his name got on everything, right? Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't have imposters. So, but what I was going to say, I mean, you know, you have, you brought up Romans and people have come up with the Roman road. Mm-hmm. You've heard that? Yep. Well, I think there's a Hebrew highway. It's a, yeah, there's a Hebrew. It's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're stealing my. <laughs> well, I mean, we, my our idea. minds think a lot of light. Well, I, I like the Hebrew highway. I'm well, gonna, I'm writing I, it down. I like these three things that, because I want to highlight, and, and we, you may say, you may say, well, you, y'all sound like a broken record. The record keeps playing. We just put it on and then listen to what it says. And like, yep, that's a similar tune. That's right. But just watch these three things. I think this is ironic. In Hebrews 3, 1, and I'm not going to get deep into this. I just want to call your attention to these phrases. And I think I've shared this before, but it says, Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. So when we're talking about the purpose here, which we already said the first 10 chapters, he basically says Jesus is better. Right. But here he says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Yep. Now, in Hebrews 12, 1, <clears throat> he says, fix your eyes. since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and you can't appreciate that phrase until you read the whole chapter of 11. Chapter because there was all these witnesses, right. <clears throat> and which is, which my point is, he he's really clever in that he starts off saying Hebrews eleven one is faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. And then he gets to twelve and says, I mean, he tells all these great stories of faith pre Jesus, and then he's like, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So even though we're supposed to believe in something we can't see and be sure of something we hope for, certain of what we don't see, he then says, well, I have these witnesses. You're surrounded by the wit. Now he's using witnesses. So you'd think, well, what happened to this? Just believing. Thought we didn't have to see it. So then, then he does something more ironic. He says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. I thought faith was being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. I think it's at least interesting. <clears throat> Hang on, Dan. Let's, it take, is, let's take our last break. It is very interesting. <clears throat> if you go all the way back to Genesis, which is to your point, Jace, which is kind of a, you're like, whoa. The, the name of the book we're going to look at, the name of it is Hebrews. So we say that, and we that say, we just made up somebody. Somebody made yeah. it up, whatever. Somebody said it was the first uh, book but, about coffee. But I tell you, who who did make it up? You got Genesis fourteen thirteen. One who had escaped uh, came and reported this to Abram, the Hebrew. He was living. Tells about where he lived. It is interesting that the first time Hebrew is mentioned is in. Way back in Genesis 14, Abraham, the Hebrew, and, and, and Jace, to your point, he just happened to have been the father of our faith. Yeah, exactly. So when you leap all those years forward and you get to Hebrews, you're like, I wonder if Abram, the Hebrew, Hebrew is going to be mentioned. Oh, he certainly well, is. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in detail. But I think it's tied together there a little tighter than most people realize. So yeah, here's I, an interesting I, thought about where that. Where did Hebrews come from? Here's, a, here's an interesting thought. Just someone, you know, who's who did it. It's in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Your go-to. Uh, for that, uh, the the origin of the term Hebrew itself are uncertain in terms of historically. Yep. It could be derived from the word Eber or ever, a Hebrew word meaning the other side, 
and conceivably referring to Abraham who crossed into the land of Canaan from the other side of the Jordan River. So maybe, I mean, interesting. interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah. So let me finish my thought. So you had, if Jesus is better and we fix our our thoughts on Jesus, then he says, fix your eyes on Jesus, chapter 12. And then chapter 13, now he makes this illustration because from them, they would appreciate the holy place and the use of, and we're going to talk about animal sacrifices. And, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what they did under the old law. And they would use that as a sin offering and they would burn the bodies outside the camp, which is, I know is gory. But then in verse 12, he says, and so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate. Now, this is what I'm saying about a clever argument. Now, he's taking what they did for years and years and years and years, and all of a sudden he brings up Jesus and tries to get them to think beyond what they were accustomed to. And he says, so Jesus suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. So, so he, if you put that all together, what I said, the Hebrew highway, he, you, you start with your thoughts on Jesus as a possibility, kind of what we did with bowls. Yep. Every human has to ask themselves a question, who do you say he is? Right. He's either, you remember the, uh, that book that said he's either a lord liar or a lunatic That's i right. mean people say no 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 yeah right. you, there's a decision you subconsciously made about who jesus is because if he's real things change yeah immediately right so i think those three highlights shows you his his ambition which is it, it, it is a focus like colossians different crowd mm -hmm. same message and this is a lot more clever but with a lot of passion so what was also, the last fix then? You fix your eyes? Well, you go to him. So either you got, I would say, you know, you, you take yourself and you go to him outside. So you think about it, you see him, and then you go to him. Yep. So whether you want to say your feet, your your mind, your your spiritual eyes, because that was, he was being, he was using irony there. He was like being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, focus your thoughts. Well, how do I do that? And that's interesting, you know? Jess. I hadn't thought about that. <clears throat> but he said they, they took the bodies of the sacrifices out to burn them because they only wanted the blood. That was the ritual that we'll get to in Hebrews 10 and 11 um, or 9 and 10. And it's interesting because Jesus was outside. They're talking about that's where they crucified him. Because when that's done, it, it's defiling. You couldn't, that's that, that's outside of any, what any good Jew would do. And so you never go down there. You couldn't even get near a dead body. That defiled you. you know, so, so the idea was that the blood of Jesus was shed where his body was, which is where you would have to go to embrace him. Well, that's, exactly. That's, that's why he went on to say in verse 15 and 13, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, lips to confess his name. And, and don't forget to do good and share with others. I mean, he was like, I get it. Yep. You're wanting to go back to a system, but there's no Jesus back there. Right. This is better. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like you've heard that sermon illustration where it's like, you know, in the in the Olympics, you got a high jump, but a high jump is based solely on your ability. To jump. You just... You take off, and, and some of those guys can jump high. Yeah. And you're like, well, what is the goal? Well, to jump higher. But, you know, there's just a limit. I mean, I think, what is it, seven or eight feet? Yeah. Well. And you, you now it's centimeters higher than the last guy, but we're not talking. Nobody's making a foot jump. All right. You but know? then you got the pole vaulters. Well, guess what? They go 18 to 20. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, they got a pole. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the point. I you think. ever seen when, one when, of those where the pole breaks? And, and I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's a. It's but a, my point a pretty, is, it's a cleanup on aisle seven. Between what they were into, you're only going to jump so high, and, and it's not going to be rewarding. I mean, I, I just that was an illustration I heard a guy give, but it, it's based on your own merits, and it, it's doomed to fail. But with the pole vault, I mean, Jesus when he's that he's the pole, but his 
the the pole that we're talking about here does impossible things. It's like you're running to jump over, and the next thing you know, you're going over three mountains and <laughs> being imperishable. And right. so, because that's really what this is, we're not relying on our effort, and that's what I think he was subtly trying to get across to him. I mean, Jesus, his way and his covenant is better. Yeah. I like that. And I like that idea about the the concept of the blood, which we're going to dive into later in the book. On my way out here today, I had to go by and get my yearly checkup. And the first thing they do when they're checking you out, you know, you're finding out, are you good to go? You got some problems, what's going on? Is right here. They take a needle and they stuck it in my arm and she she pulled out three vials of blood about, you know, four or five inches long. They're going to check this. They're going to check that. They check for this. And, and then the thing comes back and they call you and they're either good to go or we got a problem. Yeah. But the, the, your blood determines your health in a physical body. So it's really interesting that God would use that same thing for it spiritual is. health. It is. Well, it because is. the animals, you know, that was, they, it could never cleanse. You just had to do it again. But Jesus did it once for all. We'll get that. But I wanted to read this before we go to overtime. The different, the reason Jesus is better, and and he brings up the difference in the old covenant, and new covenant, and I come across this somewhere. Under the old covenant, you had a shadow. In the new covenant, you had the substance in reality. Which the, Bowles talked about that. The old covenant, it was temporary. The new covenant, it was permanent. Yep. In the old covenant, the mediator was Moses. The high priest was Aaron. In the new covenant, it's Jesus. And Jesus. That's right. And, and Jesus. The priests under the old covenant were only Levites. In the new covenant, it's everybody. Yep. It's every Christian. In the old covenant, it's imperfect. New covenant, perfect. There's a lot in here about perfect. Yeah, that could be another word. Uh, in the old covenant, it was abolished because it, it just won't work. And the new covenant, it was fulfilled in right. Jesus, you know, through love. In the old covenant, it was entered by natural birth. In the new covenant, it was entered by spiritual birth. And the last thing, the old covenant was for Jews only, and the new covenant is for all nations. I mean, that's why when you look at it in totality. Way better. Way better for well, it's way better. Yeah, I, this is what God's plan was. Yeah. And so we'll walk that line as we go through. So uh, so we're out of time. We'll go in the overtime. I'll give you my my five keys from the book. I've already talked about one of them. And now I'm adding two more based on a couple of things Jay said. So it'll be seven keys now. But I'm going to mention those uh, in the overtime. So if you want to follow us over, it's uh, blazetv.com slash unashamed. See you in overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.